This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is Roger Stone, and this is the Roger Stone Show here on 77 WABC Radio. You can tune in at wabcradio.com no matter where you are on the planet because we're streaming worldwide. Today we're going to talk about the manifestation of the wide-open policy uh, at our southern border of President Joe Biden. Uh, Incredibly, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas continues to insist in public that our southern border is secure, but anyone who can watch television or read the news knows that that's a fallacy. There are actually 118 gates uh, along the Arizona Mexico border that are welded open uh, and the federal government tells us this is because uh, of a endangered species of antelope so that it can cross uh, through the border. We have seen uh, a record number of migrants entering the United States uh, in just the last week. According to CBS News, Border Patrol agents apprehended roughly 140,000 migrants who crossed the U.S.-Mexico border without authorization in just the first 20 days of September. That's an average of about 6,900 every single day, uh, according to internal Border Patrol agent agency data. This represents a 60% increase from the daily average of about 4,300 back in July. The agency is on track to record more than 210,000 migrant apprehensions this month, which would be the highest level since December of 2022, but takes does not take into consideration literally thousands more who crossed the border and were not apprehended. Now, in many cases, those who are here illegally uh, are being given uh, putative court dates, uh, but then they are released into the general population, uh, and in many cases they are bussed uh, out of the Texas area to across the country. No place uh, is this issue uh, more acute than in New York City, uh, where there is a rising peaceful resistance of outraged citizens uh, who are standing up and speaking out against what they see as an illegal invasion of their city. Mayor Eric Adams seems to be schizophrenic in his approach. Only days ago, he said that uh, the Biden policies and this influx of illegal migrants was going to destroy New York City. Uh, But then several days ago, He uh, lauded the Biden administration for giving 
temporary work permits to 117,000 Venezuelans uh, currently in New York City, but about to be trafficked out across the country. Uh, Mayor Adams has actually said that it will require, since he can't get any federal assistance from the Biden administration, uh, an 8 or 9% cut across the board. That's a cut in police protection, uh, a cut in hospitals and medical services, uh, and a cut in public education. Something's got to give. Joining me now to talk about this is a longtime friend of mine uh, and a Staten Island community activist, John Tobacco. John, welcome to The Roger Stone Show. Roger, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I live in Staten Island, but I'm an American community activist because what we're fighting against here, and you said it so greatly, um, nowhere is it affecting a town more acutely. Um, to be completely exacting, um, it's no more acute than here in Staten Island because we're the first city, we're the first town in New York City that actually is standing up to this mayor and these tyrannical policies. And uh, I'm on the ground every single day. You know, I'm keeping you posted. Um, we're fighting the mayor at every turn here in Staten Island. And we're really, to us, that we're drawing the line in the sand. This is the hill we want to die on. We're holding, we're holding the line here in Staten Island. And more people around the country who are listening to Roger Stone everywhere need to know this is coming soon to a theater near you. So you got to get people organized. And as much as we hate social media, Roger, um, I know it was a lot harder back in your day when you were doing organizational events and minor civil disobedience, getting people to a rally or a protest. Um, these days, we got 20, 30 people at these facilities at all times, hanging out, playing music send a message to them that they're better off back in the hotel in New York City. These are makeshift shelters. And uh, as soon as the word comes out that there's a bus heading this way, these people, these ladies, these grannies, these moms, they get on the phones and they start hitting the coffee clutches and you turn around in 20 minutes, there's 200 people there. Um, and it makes it a lot harder for Mayor Adams and his henchmen to force this policy down Staten Island's throat. And, you know, little by little, we're winning out here. You know, I, I want to stress that uh, John Tobacco has been uh, a voice for nonviolence, uh, a voice for civility. Uh, he's actually one of the few people I know who has talked to some of the migrants to try to get their point of view and share uh, their fears and their concerns. Uh, it is vitally important for those who are protesting uh, against these wrong-headed policies that you not fall into the trap of violence. Violence will, uh, or lawlessness, will only be used uh, against uh, those who are legitimately exercising their First Amendment rights uh, and their right to stand up for the security of their own community. I find it outrageous uh, that Mayor Eric Adams has accused the people of Staten Island uh, of xenophobia, uh, of being racists, uh, of, of, of being uh, extremists. Uh, has he forgotten that the vast 
majority of the people on Staten Island's families uh, came from Italy or, or Ireland or Poland or Hungary or other nations. We are a nation of immigrants. But the difference is that our ancestors came here legally. Our ancestors waited their turn. Our ancestors went through a, a legal process. Immigration has made America stronger, not weaker, but there is a correct way to do it. Uh, and as someone who is, a, you know, a political animal, uh, I cannot not recognize the political aspects of this and what I think is a blatant attempt to change the makeup of the America voting public. Yesterday, or two days ago, I guess it was, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro announced in Pennsylvania that if you got a driver's license or you renewed your driver's license, you would be automatically registered to vote. Nowhere in that process uh, is there any request for proof of citizenship. So it is just another backdoor way that people can be registered to vote who are not eligible. Uh, Mayor Adams uh, and the New York Democratic Party have already tried to get laws passed that allow non-residents, non-citizens to vote in, le in local elections. That has so far been defeated uh, in the courts. But John, I want to focus on a couple pieces of this. I first started to follow this story when the city attempted to house uh, hundreds of illegal immigrants uh, in uh, Aerochar, I may be, I may be mispronouncing Aerocar. that. Aerocar. Aerocar, pardon me. The Aerocar section of Staten Island, specifically at the St. John's Villa Academy, a facility that was closed in 2018, was purchased by the city, uh, originally with plans to create a thousand plus seat public school. Now, that facility was never meant to be a residential facility. Uh, 